Well, good evening. Happy Valentine's Day night, and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to uh, Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. I'm super excited to be here tonight, and uh, Garrett has joined me as well. Thank you so much, Garrett. How are you tonight? Um, I'm doing great. I'm super excited for your show, and um, even though it is Valentine's Day, there is a theme in the callers already tonight, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is because you're psychic and you're next door. You're going to make me work before I'm even working. Okay, well, that's all right. That's fair. (laughs) Um, Well, welcome, everybody, and uh, I hope you have had a really lovely day full of love, full of joy, full of happiness, full of doing things that you have wanted to do for yourself or for a loved one or your loved one has shown up for you in the way that you have wanted them to. Uh, So... I'm going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day, of course. I'm going to talk about self-love and um, some goals that I have. You know, I've I've talked from the beginning of this show about how I'm having you hold me accountable uh, for the things that I'm doing now to improve my life because I am on this journey of self-improvement, just like many of you are. And so I'll get to some of that in in just a couple of minutes. so, Garrett, I just wanted to ask you, did you do anything special today for Valentine's Day? I did. I worked. Uh-huh. So you had a lot of Valentines today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just lined up out the door. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, If you okay, know how hysterically so, funny that is, I mean, it's just you'd yeah. have to roll your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and you, yeah, and you know what, you're right. This is kind of, I, I hate to say that, but it is a little bit of an inside joke with you and me. So listeners, I, I apologize. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca, how was several, Go several ahead. Valentines at home in your fur babies? So um, yes, and yes, so I fed them and they're in their carbo comas right now, even though they'd much rather be listening to you. How was your day? <laughs> My day was great. I had a fabulous day, actually. Really, so really wonderful. Let's hear all about it. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about it. And I was going to anyway, but uh, I'll start with that. Uh, so actually, my Valentine started last night when I got some unexpected chocolate delivered. And that was really nice, completely unexpected. And um, I think I mentioned on the show last week, I ordered flowers for myself from Costco. Um, and I received them on Friday. And it was a box of 50 long stem red roses. And I was so excited from the time that I ordered them. Uh, I still have quite a few of them here. I've actually given some of them away to my friends. Um, And they're just beautiful and um, have brought me a lot of joy. So um, the one thing about roses, too, is that they are one of the highest vibrational frequencies on the planet. So most people, unless you're allergic, most people really like the feeling of roses being in the room. They really absolutely elevate uh, the vibration in the room. So uh, it's no surprise to me that they are considered the flower of love, even though whatever flowers are your favorite, of course, that's going to be your flower of love. So uh, let's see. So what did I do today? I was trying to decide if I wanted chocolate as well, and of course I got some last night. So uh, I had another option for this fabulous butter cake uh, that I absolutely love, and um, I've decided that I'm going to postpone the butter cake because it was like, am I going to do the chocolate? Am I going to do the butter cake? But after getting the chocolate last night, it's like, okay, we're doing chocolate. Uh, I took myself out to breakfast, 
well, really that was like to go because the outside tables were taken. But I took myself out to breakfast at my favorite breakfast place. And um, I'm actually having a late dinner tonight, but I'm having breakfast for dinner because I've been wanting to have French toast. So I am making some cream cheese stuffed cinnamon bread French toast with pecans. And um, so that's my, my food for today. It's just fun. And uh, let's see, what else did I do? I went to visit my sister, socially distanced, of course. I have not seen her much at all during COVID, even though she lives five minutes from me. But I took her some flowers, and we were able to just hang out. And that was a, a, ni- a nice kind of loving um, feel for me to get to hang out with my sister for a while. Um, Let's see. I got a couple of other gifts delivered on my doorstep today, so that was really sweet. And, uh, you know, I found myself really just feeling incredibly grateful and happy and joyful and content in a way that I don't know that I've ever felt this content and joyful on a Valentine's Day, when I've had a partner or when I have not had a partner. And part of that is I spent a lot of Valentine's Days alone. Uh, I was one of the girls at school and in college who got stood up a few times and, you know, not necessarily for Valentine's Day, but I had a lot of wounds around love and whether or not I felt like I was lovable and worthy and all of that. And I've done a lot of work on myself to come to a place where I really do love myself and I am getting my validation of who I am from me for the first time in my life. And that feels really different. There is a a very deep peace that I feel now that I've never experienced. I've had moments of it, but not lasting peace and not feeling like I get to choose every single moment. I get to choose what I want. I get to choose what I don't want. I get to change my mind. I am giving myself permission to live fully present, fully authentically, and fully engaged with myself. And it feels free. It feels like when you're falling in love with someone and you feel like you can do anything. Well, I have that for myself now for the first time in my life. And it, it's, it's kind of beyond description is I'm doing the best that I can to kind of explain it, but it's a, I can tell you it's a wonderful place to be, to feel disempowered. One of the things that I did this week is I, I basically, I had somebody from my past show up who wasn't honoring a boundary and it really made me angry. So I ultimately ended up, blocking the person, which I've, I've not done that. I think there's two other people in my life that I've ever blocked because the part of me that loves people and is compassionate and kind and wants to be nice thinks that that is a, a mean thing to do. But what I realized is I'm actually dishonoring and disrespecting myself to have a boundary with someone and to have that person break that boundary, not just this time, but many times over. So when this person showed up out of the blue, when I had already set up the boundary, 
I actually blocked that person. And what I have found since doing that is that I feel a deeper sense of peace. And I realized that that was a very loving thing to do for me. It wasn't about that person. It wasn't about whether or not they're going to feel good or bad. It was about, am I loving and honoring myself in this moment if I let this person come back and try to manipulate me when I have said no to that? So the reason I'm bringing this up is that there are different kinds of self-love. And I've spent a lot of time in my life not loving myself in a way that I really need to and also feeling like I need to please people for them to love me. And the reality is I only really need to love me. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out and be a jerk to people. I'm pleasant to people. I'm compassionate. I'm kind. I know that I am those things. I'm very loving. I, I am all of those things. But if I'm not going to be loving to me, And if I'm not going to stop seeking validation outside of myself, I'm undermining myself. So loving you means having boundaries. And I'm going to say thank you to my friend Michael for teaching me about boundaries because that was a really huge one for me. And and frankly, it's only in about the last year that I have started practicing being really good about boundaries. So loving yourself means having good boundaries. It means saying no. It means if somebody asks you to do something for them and your body's going, oh, I really don't want to do this, you say, oh, thanks, but not right now. This isn't a good time. Or you say, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me. It's okay to say no. It's really powerful. No, it's super powerful. Think of when a toddler first starts learning to say no. There's so much power in that word. In fact, sometimes I give my clients homework and I tell them to say no to everything that comes up. And it's an exercise. And and other times I tell my clients to say yes to everything that comes up. And there's different reasons why I do that. But you can give yourself permission. If you're somebody who overgives and people ask you for something and you always say yes before you even think about whether or not it's something you want to do, practice saying no. And, and, and people will say, oh, but I can't do that. Okay, but think about this. So what you can do is you can say, I'm not sure that's going to work for me. Let me check my calendar and get back to you. Or thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not sure I can do it. I'll get back to you. You're not saying no emphatically like this, an absolute no, but you're taking your power in this situation to decide whether or not this is something you want to do. And when you say that, the person who's asking something of you already knows you might come back to them and say, you're not going to be able to do that. So you've already given yourself the opportunity to really truly think about whether or not you want this to be a yes or a no. So it gives you time to kind of ask your body, how is my body feeling? If somebody's asked you something and your solar plexus just goes into knots, You already know that you want to say no. But you can still say, especially if that's uncomfortable and you're not used to this, you can still say, I'm not sure, let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. You're holding your power and your love for yourself in that moment. Okay? 
Self-love is so important. I can't stress it enough. And, you know, I've started saying fake it till you make it because I've talked about this for a very, very long time. And it's taken little steps and then sometimes giant leaps for me to get where I am. And I will tell you that this whole time of COVID has given me the opportunity to take giant leaps because it's been a great opportunity for me to go in and really look at myself and look at the places in my life where I'm either doing something loving or I'm not doing something loving. And is that really what I want to be doing? So one of the things that I started doing recently is I started taking a songwriting class. I wanted to be a singer songwriter and I took songwriting in my late twenties and my early thirties and I loved it. And I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it because of a relationship. I am that person who used to give all of my energy to my partner. I lost myself in my relationships. So now after 20-something years, I'm taking songwriting classes again because I've come back to me. Who am I? What do I want to do in the world? What brings me joy? And here's the deal, folks. If you're doing something that brings you joy, guess what? you are bringing more joy into the world. When you feel joyful, that vibration and that frequency emanates from you. So if you do the things you love, you literally bring more love into the world. And that is a beautiful, beautiful result of self-love. So if you're feeling like your life is not joyful right now, think of something that you love to do that brings you joy and start doing that, whatever it is. Give yourself permission, like I have. It's life-changing. It really is. And it can be one little thing. So another thing that I've been doing, and I know I talked about this as well, uh, I've been doing the dishes every day. I've been cleaning my kitchen every day. I started that on New Year's Day. And that is a loving thing to do for me. Think about the little things that you're always willing to do for someone else that you'd really like someone to do for you. You can actually do it for yourself and you'll feel better. I'm feeling better. It's one little thing. It takes 10 or 15 minutes a day. And I feel better. I feel more joyful. I feel more grounded. I feel more connected. I feel more empowered in my life from something as simple as doing the dishes every day because it's a loving gesture for me. Okay. So I want to read something to you. I actually posted this on Facebook. And this I wrote actually five years ago. And this is what it says. It says, yes, it's Valentine's Day weekend. There will be many pictures and posts from people whose spouses or significant others have given them a card flowers, chocolates, or other gifts. If you are someone who is not in a partner relationship, don't let those posts depress you. It can be so easy to fall into the poor, lonely me mindset. And trust me, I used to do that. Instead, here are a few suggestions to beat the blues. And you can do this stuff anytime. Anytime you feel like you need some self-love. And granted, a couple of these things were not, they're, they're kind of not applicable at the moment because of COVID, but 
you know, close enough. So the first one says take yourself to dinner and a movie. Okay, well, it'll have to be takeout or dining outside and then a movie at home right now. Netflix is awesome. Uh, go for a walk at the beach. Buy yourself some of your favorite chocolates and don't share them unless you really want to. Call a friend who's single who likes to cook and make dinner together or order in and watch a movie. Of course, if it's somebody who's in your bubble. If it's not somebody who's in your bubble, then maybe have a Zoom call with them. I'm doing that with a friend of mine in Canada right now. We have to set that up, but, but we're, we're doing that. So uh, get a book and read the book that you've been wanting to read. Uh, do a movie marathon, watching movies that you've kind of had on a list that you've wanted to watch. Um, download a copy of my book, The List, onto your Kindle. And it, and it says, read it and do the exercises. Uh, challenge a friend to a fitness goal. Paint, draw, write, take a bubble bath and light the candles. Take a yoga or meditation class. There are many of those available online. Um, it says go to a playground and swing. I don't know how many playgrounds are open in your area, but I used to love to do that. Yes, as an adult. I will find a playground and I will go on the swing. Um, <laughs> clear the clutter out of your closet. I know it's a little early for spring cleaning, but you'll feel better. And also remember, if you get upset about the mess, remember you have to pull everything out and make a little bit more of a mess in order to make it more neat. So allow the process with everything that we process in our lives, including our emotions. Things get more messy before they get clean. We have to go through them. It's not always comfortable to allow whatever those emotions are, anger, sadness, whatever that is. But beyond those emotions is peace. So let it be messy. That's okay. Uh, next on the list, play a game with your kids. Bake something. Buy yourself some of your favorite flowers. Write a letter to someone you've been meaning to reach out to and tell them how much they mean to you. And, you know, yes, you can write an email, but I'll tell you, it is so wonderful to actually receive a letter in the mail. It hardly ever happens these days, but it's a lovely thing. And the last thing is tell yourself, I love you. And if you want to challenge yourself, Tell yourself, I love you, while you look at yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eyes and really take in that magnificent, beautiful, amazing person looking back at you. Because remember, the person that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with is ourselves. You're going to spend the rest of your life with you. So love yourself and take care of yourself. And remember that if you didn't get to have a Valentine's Day that you wanted this year, next year you do. Because if you start practicing your self-love now, if it's not where you want it to be a year from now, you are going to be the most beautiful, magnificent, loving being ever. That was my Valentine's message. Uh, Let's see. So a couple of other things, and then we'll do a little meditation, and then I'll start getting to your questions. So one of the things I talked about, the boundary and letting go of this person, actually blocking them because I didn't respect my boundaries. You know, it's taken a while for me to get to that point. And what I realized is that 
you know, the child in us is our emotional self. The adult is the one that makes the decisions and thinks through things rationally. You know, it's, it's a great example that I like to use is, you know, during the summer we hear the ice cream truck come down the street, right? So as soon as we hear the music from the ice cream truck, it's like oh, the, the, the child in us is like, oh, my gosh, the ice cream truck's coming. I want to go get an ice cream. And then the adult voice comes in and says, well, that's not on your food program today. So you can see that immediate dialogue in who's the child and who is the adult. And all of us have those two people living in us. We all have them. Okay. So part of the whole thing with the boundaries and letting go of attachments, it's the little girl in me was the one who wanted to please people so they would love me. I did not believe I was lovable. And the reality is no one else can fill you up. You're the only one who can do that. You are the only one who can do that. So that child who lives inside of us needs to feel joy. She or he needs to feel like they are loved. So one of the things that I suggest, I know I've talked about this before too, is like when I eat food, I pray over it. It doesn't matter what I'm eating. I always pray over the food. And I, I try to be really present with every single bite. What am I tasting? What's the texture? What does it smell like? What does it look like? Being present in the moments gives us the gift of the present. When we are truly present, we get to experience things in such a beautiful, deep way instead of rushing through. You know, one of the exercises that I tell people when they ask me, you know, how do I start developing my intuition? I tell them that the next day they take a shower to take it in reverse order. <laughs> and they always look at me like, what? Tomorrow when you take your shower, take it in reverse order. So if you wash your hair first, wash it last. When you turn on the water the shower, listen to what that sounds like. And then smell what the water smells like. And then when you get into the shower and you feel it on your body, feel the temperature, Feel whether the, the rain or whether the water is feeling like rain or if it's feeling like pulsing. Um, listen to the sound of what the water sounds like hitting your body versus hitting the bottom of the shower. When you start using shampoo or you start using soap, what does that smell like? What does it feel like on your skin? What does it feel like on your scalp? And what are the sounds you're hearing? You know, bring in all of your senses. Because most of the time when we take a shower, we're thinking about everything else. We are not in the shower everywhere but in the shower. Oh, I got to do this before I leave the house and I got to do the laundry and I forgot to pick up the dry cleaning and I've got to go to the grocery store and darn it, I've got to call that so-and-so person about the bill and I got to do all these things, you know, and, and, and then you turn the water off and you get out and you, you weren't even present in the shower. So give yourself permission to be present in the shower. And if you practice that and then you start practicing being mindful with your food and really experiencing it, you'll start to feel more love and joy in your life. It's simple, simple stuff. But we've been so busy trying to get to the next thing that now we actually get to experience the love and joy that comes from peace with being connected to ourselves inside authentically. So you can make every day a little bit of Valentine's Day by doing something loving for you every day. Whatever that is, think of one small thing you want to change. 
I had talked about increasing my water drinking, decreasing my coffee, doing more PT. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm doing a little bit. I'm not doing 100% on, on any of those things. I'm doing better than when I set out with the intention. I'm doing a little better with all of them. But my life is still changing because what I'm realizing is don't do too much. Don't try to do too much. Don't beat yourself up if you don't meet each goal every single day. I've learned to stop beating myself up. I look at the wins. What did I do today? Did I drink more water? Yeah, I drank more water. Did I drink less coffee? I drank a lot less coffee today. Did I do PT? I did not do PT. And I am going to do the dishes tonight. So what I'm looking at is I'm still doing the dishes every day. That's a life change. So what are these little things that you're doing that are changing your life? Every little thing that you do that's loving for you, honor yourself in that. Pat yourself on the back. Remind yourself that you're doing a good job. Because you are. You're doing a good job. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do a very, very quick visualization meditation. We're going to do the three breaths. So the first, and I'll tell you how to do all of this first, and then I'm going to walk you through it as we do it. We do three breaths. The first breath, we inhale and visualize a bubble that forms a cocoon of golden light. The golden light is compassion and unconditional love. And as we exhale, we're going to imagine any tension or anxiety going out the bottom of our feet. And then we're going to take a second breath, and that's the color white, which is Christ consciousness and protection. And again, release the tension out the bottom of the feet with the exhale. And then the third breath is the color pink. It's like rose quartz. It's love for yourself and others. And then we're going to, again, push the energy out the bottom of the feet to release any tension. So I will walk you through it. We inhale through the nose and we exhale through the mouth. So if you feel comfortable doing so, sit up straight and put your feet flat on the floor. And again, if you feel comfortable doing so, go ahead and close your eyes. And again, we're going to take our first breath in through the nose and we're going to imagine this golden cocoon showering down from above. Okay, so we're going to take our first breath. Breathe in. That beautiful golden light of compassion and unconditional love showering down over your head, spilling out over your whole body, forming this beautiful cocoon. And exhale. Pushing it out through the bottom of your feet. And now we're going to take another breath. Inhale through the nose. Visualizing that shower of white light of Christ consciousness and protection coming down over your head, spilling down all around your body, under your feet, forming a cocoon. And exhale. Releasing any tension any anxiety or nervousness out the bottom of the feet and breathe in our third breath through the nose, visualizing that beautiful pink color of rose quartz, love for yourself and others, 
forming this beautiful cocoon all the way around your body. And as you exhale, pushing that energy out through the bottom of your feet, releasing any toxicity, any anxiety, any residual tension. And now we're going to just breathe normally. Watch the breath. Inhale and exhale. And inhale and exhale. And one last breath. Inhale. And exhale. And when you feel so inclined, open your eyes. Shake out your hands and your feet and your arms and your legs. And come back to the present. Okay. Garrett? I think you do that just for me. I know it's for everybody (laughs) else. Are you ready for your callers? I am. I am ready. Okay. I think we've got some newbies tonight. So if you are new to the show and um, Rebecca is taking a call, I'm going to come onto the line behind the scenes, grab your name and the topic. Don't give me the question or that's just too much. Rebecca just wants the basic, uh, like one word, career, love, moving, relationships, you know, that type of thing. And then um, we'll put you on hold and get you on the show. Okay. So our first caller tonight is Sophia and she's calling about her residence. Sophia, welcome to the show. You're live with Rebecca. Hi, Sophia. Hello, hello. Sophia. Okay, well, I'm Sophia. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, there oh, you go. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> Hi, how Hi, can Rebecca. I help you tonight? All right. <laughs> the question I have is, um, my daughter graduated high school um, four years ago because she graduates this year in May. And um, the college she went to, I moved with her. Uh, my mom was already living in that city. So I actually okay. moved with my mom. Um, I was already working in that city. I was just making a long commute, even when my daughter was in high school. So my question for you, or just, I guess, guidance, and I know you can't tell me what to do, but I would like to see what you kind of feel about it. Time for me to, um, to now venture back out on my own. Yeah, I don't want to do anything <laughs> prematurely. Okay, it, absolutely. So you know, is your so what I'm getting is is your daughter twenty? Is she twenty two or twenty three? Because my impression she's is 21. that she's twenty one. She's twenty one. She's really okay. So it's twenty two. Because I, I was like, okay, my impression is she's on the cusp of a change, and it's either twenty two or it's twenty three. Um, but my impression is, you know, she's very independent already. She loves having you there. And I know she kind of goes into the, but mom, I really like having you here, but it's okay. I'm going to go do all my own stuff. So it's like, she's grown. You've given her such a great foundation and she's doing the work. It's time for you to, to, to have your own life again. And the thing is, you know, my impression is you might be a couple of hours from them, from your mom. And, and I, but I actually get that your daughter is probably also going to be relocating. So that is true. That is true. So you're not you're not going to be real far, but but it's far enough that 
you get to to kind of have your autonomy back and and create your own life again. It's time. You've done everything that you're supposed to do. Congratulations, mom. You've done a phenomenal job. Thank but now you. you get to have your life. You get to have your life. Well, it's like, as soon as I heard your voice, I'm like, oh, I just want to give you a hug. You're like, you, everybody loves you. <laughs> like you nurture everyone. You don't judge oh. anybody. You're just lovely. So, but yes, it's your turn now. That whole thing about self-love, it's your turn. You get to do what you want to do now. You've done all the hard work. Make it easy on yourself. Take the path of least resistance. You know, it's the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. And it's the path of least resistance. So just start showing up for you. You get to decide what you want. I'm actually really excited for you. Thank you. You'll have to let us know. (laughs) Thank you, Sophia. Have a great night. You too. Yeah, Thanks for calling. All right. All the best. What a, what a dear. Okay. And our next caller is Alicia, and Alicia's calling about moving. Alicia, you're live with Rebecca. Go ahead, please. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Hi. I had a question about moving. Yeah. I had a question about, um, about moving. And, yes, um, go ahead. Yeah. So I'd like to know what you see with that. Okay. All right. Well, hang on just a second here. Um, I feel like there's some tension for you about this. I feel like there's a little bit of nervous excitement, but you don't really know what to do. And the time frame is kind of an issue as well. I'm hearing the earliest would be next month, but it feels more like June is about the right timing for this. Um, Part of this is I want you to give yourself permission to look for what you really want. Because there's an energy of feeling like you need to find something quickly or you feel like you need to find something quickly. But that's not, really, that's not really true. You can take your time with this. And it can be what you want. I feel like there are external uh, influences here that are kind of giving you advice, but it doesn't resonate for you. So give yourself permission to do what you want. You don't have to rush. I'm, again, I'm hearing it's more likely to be about June. Um, but I would start looking just to kind of get ideas about what it is you want, figure out how much you can afford. Um, but it's going to be a good move for you. The other thing that's coming up is right now it feels like there may be other people who are supposed to move with you or they're talking about it, and that may not be what actually happens. It may be that you end up going by yourself, or if, if maybe there were supposed to be a couple of people going with you, it might be just you and one other person. But the, but the way you've been looking at this so far, I feel like it's going to be different by the time it actually happens, but it's going to feel very free and very supportive for you. So it, it, it's, okay. this is a good time for you. It's a good time for you. Okay, and then I, I guess I had one other thing I was wondering if I could ask you, but I don't know if I can. You know, we do one question just to try to get everybody accommodated. Okay. Um, but I'll be here again okay. next week if you want to call back in. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, no, I'm so glad about the move. Thank you so much. Okay, Thanks, Alicia. thank you, Alicia. All the best. And Well, Rebecca, before we get to Michelle, who's calling about love, and it's finally, you know, it's Valentine's Day, a uh, real quick reminder that people can re-listen to this show if you've been a caller, but uh, more importantly, go to Rebecca's website, RebeccaFisk.com, and schedule an appointment and book your reading with her. You know, one question is cool, but to get a whole block of time with Rebecca all to yourself, ooh la la, that is a Valentine's Day treat. Michelle, you are now live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Go ahead, please. Hey, Rebecca. 
Hi, how, how are, are you? you? I'm well, thanks. How can I help? Um, I would like, you know, it's Valentine's Day, right? So yes. um, I would like to know what's uh, upcoming for my um, next romantic relationship. Okay, so you're not, you're not seeing anybody right now? I have somebody, but I don't think it's going anywhere. So okay, I guess so, I'm looking so I, forward. Okay, so here's the thing, and, and I have to tell you, this happens often, and, and uh, I haven't actually talked about this before, so I'm going to talk about this. Sometimes when I ask somebody a question, I get the answer before they can answer me. And what I got about this is that you've already pretty much closed the door on this. Like, you like this person, but it, it is exactly what you said. It's like, it, I almost feel like you're trying to pull things out of this person to see if there's more depth there or to see if there could be something you know, more promising about this. And it just feels like it keeps going flat. Like you keep, it's almost like there's nothing to talk about anymore. The conversation is kind of dying. Um, All right. So, you know, the first thing that I want to say is for whatever reason, I'm seeing the image of somebody handing you a rose. And so my impression is that part of this is for you to actually see your own worth and love yourself. And to get really clear about what it is you want in a partner. What does it feel like to be in partnership with that person? What are the qualities that person has? Um, How do they behave? What are their values? And the reason that I tell people to, to get really clear about all of this is that, you know, first of all, when we identify what we want in somebody else, it gives us an opportunity to look at what we need to be for ourselves. In other words, when you are vibrating at a certain frequency, you will attract into that frequency. So love attracts love. Um, I I give a really good example. There was a a girl who was kind of a nerd in high school and never went out on a date. And then when she got to college, you know, she got to study her field of choice. And when when she got there, she joined a study group. And at the beginning of the study group, there were like 30 or 40 people in there. Well, as the semester continued, the study group dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And so it came down to her and one other person, this guy. And they started, you know, they continued this group, and they they started realizing that they really enjoyed hanging out together, and pretty soon they're falling in love. Now, she's never been out on a date. She's, she's, nobody's ever been interested in her. And now all of a sudden she's decided, oh, my gosh, I think I'm falling in love with this person. Now people are asking her out, and they're noticing her because she's vibrating in the frequency of love. So start loving you. I mean, I get that you're pretty, pretty self-empowered, but really love you and get clear about what it is that you want in your partner and start visualizing that. Start visualizing what it feels like to be with that person and the kinds of things that they do for you that make you feel loved. And then do those things for yourself. And when you start dating people, if they don't match with what your values are or you know that they're not a long-term match, you have to let them go. You have to be willing to say no to what you don't want in order to have an opportunity to say yes to what you do want. And get really picky. You know, uh, not long ago I was talking to somebody and we hit it off and we we seemed to get along really well um, and had a few conversations and, you know, had a socially distanced cup of tea and, Whatever, and it was going really well. And as we were leaving, he mentioned to me that he wants to retire and he wants to retire in another country. So I talked to him later and I said, you know, that's not really in my game plan. 
And he said, well, it's not going to be for a lot of years yet. He said, it's not going to be for nine more years because I'm raising kids. And I said, well, you know, I really appreciate all of this, but I don't want to start over again in nine years. And so that ended the interaction. So it seems really nitpicky because all of these other things were so great. So we have to accept that people are who they say they are, and if they say they're not ready, or if they say they want these other things, or they say that these are their values, then we have to look at whether or not this is an alignment. So you're empowering yourself every time you say no thank you to what you know isn't working. So letting go of this other gentleman means you're saying yes to you. And then recently, this is the last thing, and I'll get on to the next caller. Thanks for bearing with me. I recently saw something that said, if you can't stand up and be the man she needs you to be, then sit down so she can see the man behind you. Okay? So the other thing is, There's abundance out there. There are literally billions of men in your demographic. Billions. So that guy is looking for you right now. Okay. Okay. So last thing I'm going to say, I'm hearing probably in relationship by August. I'm hearing you might need him at the end of May, beginning of June, Certainly by the end of June, I feel like you will have already met this person and you may be in relationship by August, September at the latest. So let me know. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for the call. All the best. Thank you, Michelle. And Rebecca, I forgot to ask you, did you have a listener email um, or letter come in this week that you wanted to get to before we get to Nathaniel who's calling about his career? You know what? Let's get to Nathaniel first. I have to... uh, Shuffle through my notes here. So. Okay, cool. Go so, ahead. Is it, uh, Nathaniel, thanks for being so patient. You are now live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Go ahead, please. All righty. Um, so I'm just going to get straight to the point. Uh, at my job right now, I currently have a supervisor who's a brand new supervisor. And, you know, he's just such a fucking nigger, dude. Like, I want to fucking rip his head off, dude. Like, I want to come down his throat. What a fucking nigger, dude. Like, honestly, I'm no, no, don't stop me, you faggot. I will fucking come down your throat, you fucking nigger, dude. Like, honestly, Um, like, fuck off, nigger. Thank you. And I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize to everybody listening to that. I apologize. This is internet radio, so I'm not going to get in trouble from the FCC. But nobody needs to hear that, and I apologize sincerely. And I know I have no control over that. Garrett has no control over that. Nathaniel, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Let yourself go get that anger out, but not here. And um, just to anybody else listening, you know, if you have some anger issues, it's okay to get angry. Anger is a really useful emotion. It moves us to action when other emotions do not. But there's a proper way to deal with that. So if you're angry at somebody, what I always suggest to people is sit down and if you can, write a letter to them. If you aren't able to access the emotion, use the letter as a vehicle to access the emotion. Uh, in, In a case like what just happened with Nathaniel, what I would suggest is, you know, go scream into pillows or if you have a punching bag, go hit your punching bag. You can scream and yell and you can say, Anything you want to say in your own environment. I mean, I, if I'm really angry or upset about something or someone, especially with COVID right now, I'll get in the car and I'll leave my mask on and I'll yell and scream in the car because that's a safe place to say anything that I need to say or whoever 
needs to say to get it out of the body. Don't try to hold it in your body. It's not meant to, to be there. Emotions are messengers. That's what they are. They're messengers. So we get to learn something from the emotion. We've got to get it out of our body, and then we can actually solve the problem. So the state that Nathaniel's in right now, God bless him, he's not going to be able to solve any problems right now. He's got to get that emotion out of his body. Okay? So, uh, again, my apologies. Um, you know, I, we can't control how people are going to behave once we've brought them on to the live show. So, uh, anyway, Garrett, and, thank you so much and for that. So, um, I, didn't, I missed all of that because I was screening Carla, who's calling about her health. So I didn't hear anything okay. until after he already dropped. So um, it sounds like you were having some fun. Um, but let's get uh, well, to yes <laughs> yes okay so we'll Rebecca. chat later anyway Carla thank you for being here on the show you. and you're now live with Rebecca go ahead please hi Carla. hi yeah I also miss Rebecca hi happy Thanksgiving I mean Valentine's Day sorry thank you um, I'll have... take all of it <laughs> yes yeah that sounds good um I actually um, went through a really bad uh, couple of weeks with sickness and I'm going to a new doctor on on Tuesday to get a checkup and to see, like, but my lungs are still kind of, like, healing. Okay. Yeah. Do you see this doctor giving me, like, enough time to heal, or am I supposed to go back to work very okay. soon? So well, here's the first thing. Okay. Okay. So, Carla, the first thing is, as much as you can, without triggering anything, without triggering a coughing spasm or anything, try to take a deep breath, because I feel like this is, you're really nervous about all of this. And I understand that. You know, when we get sick and we feel like we're not getting better or we feel like we're not where we want to be, there's a feeling of being out of control, okay? So yeah. remember, first of all, that our bodies know how to heal themselves. Sometimes we have to support them in that healing, but our bodies do yeah. know how to heal themselves, okay? Um, yeah. You know, I actually get that your body is getting better anyway. It's just it's taking longer than you expected, and it is a slow yeah. process. Your body is, um, it, it's interesting because my impression is that it's, it's moving slowly, but it's moving thoroughly. So the parts that are healing, like some people get relapses. My impression is that yeah. you're not going to do that, that your body's actually healing and that you are getting better. It's going a little bit slowly, but you're making progress every day. And so just keep doing all of the things that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I almost feel like, yes, I do feel like this doctor will help you, but I feel like your body's going to keep getting better whether or not you see this doctor. So yeah. but, it, your body's, but your body's going to take the time it takes. It's, it's going to, I'm sorry? No, yeah, I know it's not the doctor or anything that's going to make me better. I just, that's just like an extra confirmation, but I'm I'm glad I feel better already, but I'm just wondering, like, am I going to go, is he going to put me back to work, this full-time job, like, right away, or am I going to be able to? I, it, it, this, is, this is really important, okay? Okay. So the thing about doctors is that they're there to help us take care of ourselves. So our health is our responsibility. So the most important thing that you can do for your self-health right now is to tell your doctor, you're still really tired and you don't feel ready to go back to work full-time. I feel like you're not going back to work full-time until next month. I hear three or four, but I feel like it is March. 
So, but you you have to tell him. I don't. I am really tired, and I'm not ready to to, to be back full time yet. Um, it's it's you know again, and tell him. I know that I'm getting better, but it's taking longer than I expected, and I just I want to make sure that I don't rush back to full time too quickly. Yeah. And and, yeah. and my impression is that this doctor will respect that. So I feel like you're going to be oh. fine, but honor you, ask the doctor to also honor you and what you know about your own healing. It's so yeah, important. But- a, lot of people, a lot of people expect the doctors to be able to tell the patients everything, and it's like they don't necessarily know you. You're the one who knows no. the body. No, and they, yeah. they're so- often wrong. Like one of them was like, oh, in 10 days you can go back to work. It's all good. And after 10 days, I was in the emergency room. They have no idea yeah. what they're talking about, like such wrong information. It's fatal, you know, like that's just well, plain old wrong. It, it, well, and the thing is, all they can do is kind of go with the law of averages, but every single person is different. So if you know that it takes your body a little longer, you just have to communicate that to him. I, I, I feel like you're going to be fine. Just keep honoring yourself and, and just say, look, I think I need a little more time. I'm not ready. My, I'm, still, I'm still tired. So you're going to be fine, yeah. though. I really feel like you're going to be fine. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, guys. Happy you Valentine's. Happy Thank Valentine's Day, Bubble Gobble. Um, our <laughs> next call, Rebecca, and it's going to be our last for tonight. It's going to be coming from Yvonne, and she's asking about her career. Yvonne, you're with Rebecca, um, your psychic next door. Go ahead. Hi, Hi Yvonne. Hi. Hi. Um, How can do I you help? see me? Do you see me getting a job soon or in the future? Okay. Well, hang on one second. I do. I mean, eventually, yes. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that right now. But as far as the timing for you, you know, part of this is that I feel like you don't really know what you want to do. So yes, what I want to suggest to you, first of all, decide what you want to do. And people say, well, how do I do that? And I say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everybody laughs. And I say, that's okay. I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up either. <laughs> but what do you love to do? You know, and so if you could do anything, if money were no object, and you could get up and do anything you want to do, what would you be doing? Where would you be? What kind of money would you be making? And really let yourself daydream about what that might be like. So after you kind of feel like, oh, I think I'd like to do this, or I'm not really sure, but I think, I know it's going to feel like this, then start stream of consciousness writing. Let yourself write for like 20 minutes. Just allow the flow of whatever comes up. And it might even be that you're saying things that you know you don't want to do because it will still get us closer to the clarity that we want, okay? Part of this is I feel like you're really creative. Um, you know, it's, have you thought about being a teacher or working with kids? Because I do see that you get along really well with kids. No. Uh-uh. Okay. I never thought so, about that. So, Okay, so that comes up. I just, want you, I just want to throw that out at you that that does come up as teaching. So that's something that you may end up entertaining later. Sometimes I see things before the person's even considered it. Um, but I also get very creative. But, but the thing about you is that you like things clearly defined. So as long as it's within a framework, then it's okay. Like, tell, like you do best if somebody says, okay, I need you to do this for me, and this is how I want you to do it. And you say, okay. And then after you get comfortable with that, then you figure out a better way to do it, and you do it. So that's how the creative part of you comes into it. Um, I also know that you don't like wasting time. So, um, you know, efficiency is a good thing for you as well. But, you know, it's really important that you just kind of figure out what it is exactly that you would like to do. And 
you know, anything that speaks to you that feels good is something you can do while you're trying to figure out what, what it is that you really want. And um, hang on just a second. Let me see here. Yeah, I mean, I see the creativity thing. Uh, that's what keeps coming up is the creativity. Okay. So, um, you know, that could be uh, doing hair. That could be doing some kind of art. It could be stylist for people who perform. Uh, you know, it's those types of creative things. Um, uh, makeup artist. Um, but, but something that's very creative, that's what keeps coming up. It could be cooking as well if you love to cook. Uh, but very, very creative. So, but again, within a framework, like I could see recipes being something that feels very comfortable for you because it's something really creative, but it's recipes. There's a formula on how to do this. Uh, so, yeah, you'll have to let me know. But really get clear about what it is you want. Let yourself daydream if you could be doing anything. The other thing that comes up is I guess that you love to travel. So, um, you know, it's like we, we got to get these, uh, these concert venues back open when, when things are safe again because I could see you doing that. I could see you being somebody's stylist or doing makeup or whatever for, like, people in, in music or whatever who travel. Um, anyway, that, that's what comes up. Uh, if that's something that appeals to you, you could also look into becoming a personal assistant for somebody right now while you're trying to really get clarity uh, about what it is you want to do. Okay, so let, let me know. Let me know. And thanks for the call today, and, and uh, keep us posted, okay? Okay, thank you. All thank right, you, all the Vaughn. best to you. Thanks for the call. So how are you going to spend the rest okay. of your Valentine's night, Rebecca? Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I'm still going to make the French toast for dinner. <laughs> I'm having a late dinner. So it's, uh, it's cinnamon swirl French toast. I'm going to stuff it mm. with uh, cream cheese. And I think I'm going to throw some bananas and pecans on there. And, uh, and I'm going to actually take a bubble bath. And uh, I did listen to some music earlier. I'm going to do some writing. I'm going to do some songwriting later and play my new keyboard a little bit. Ooh. So uh, it's, it's me time. Uh, my kiddo is at dad's. And uh, so I am – and if I decide to stay up late, I might still watch a movie or something. I haven't decided. So uh, it's a whatever I want. That's what, that's what I'm going to do the rest of the night, Garrett. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> but right now – You deserve that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so a couple of things that I wanted to bring up again about the self-love thing. And Garrett, I know you've know, you know what my journey has been. Garrett and I have been friends for a long time. And, uh, and also, you know, I know that you have had quite a journey with this as well. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, first of all, kudos to you because talk about finding the place where you love yourself and you give yourself permission to be who you are and do the things you want to do. You're amazing when it comes to that with the creativity and all of the things that you're doing out in the world. Now, I just really want to say, you know, I, I'm inspired by you and, you know, we don't think about the people who are around us that give us support and love, but choosing people to be in your life who are loving and supportive, who you feel joyful around, who are authentic with you, that you can be yourself and you know that they won't judge you and they will support whatever you're doing and they're loving to you and hopefully have a great sense of humor. Um, 
that's part of self-love. And not a lot of people talk about that, that the people you surround yourself with are so important. Because if you don't have a group of people around you who love you and value you and, and accept you and make you feel loved, it's harder to, to find that all within yourself. It can be done. But I, I found myself thinking today when I was driving home from one of my friend's homes, I just we had a socially distanced Happy Valentine's Day on the porch. And I found myself feeling incredibly grateful because I have amazing people in my life that make me feel loved and valued and appreciated all the time. And I also know that if I, something came up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I needed them, they'd be there for me. And we all need to have either family members or friends who will show up for us that way because they mirror back to us the way that we need to show up for ourselves. And if we look at the relationships in our lives as mirrors of what we feel about ourselves, it's a great indicator and it's a great opportunity to grow. And when you have that kind of support, that give and take with people. It just helps everything be so much better. So, Garrett, I'm not going to call you at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but I'm very grateful for you. And I, I know that please? you are one of those friends. So I um, totally come at 3 in the morning. You. I'd look like a fright, but, you know, I'd, I'd be there. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'd look like a fright, but that's my personal opinion. Well, of course so, okay. not, but, you know, I'd have a hat on. Yes. All right. So let me get to my email question, and then I know I've got to be quick with that to uh, end the show. Um, so this question comes from Christine, and she wants to know if Randy is the one for her. So, Christine, the thing is, my impression is that Randy doesn't really know what he wants right now. I feel like he's running hot and cold with you. Uh I feel like he really likes you and he admires you, but he's not really sure if he's good enough for you. And he doesn't know if he's really ready to be in a committed relationship. He has so much respect for you that he kind of stays pulled back because he feels like he's not sure he could actually be everything that you deserve because he feels like you are so worthy and so deserving of somebody who can really bring their best selves to you. And he feels like he's still working through some of his stuff he just doesn't know if he can show up for you the way that you need and want him to. So he really cares about you. Don't question that. But if you find that he is being quiet, uh, first of all, he's either dealing with stuff in his own life and or he is contemplating whether or not he can actually show up for you in the way that you need and want him to in the timing that is right for you. So don't take it as a rejection if he's not showing up the way that you want him to. All of this is happening because of his great level of respect and caring for you. So remember that and, and stay empowered knowing you get to decide how you want to move forward with this about whether and or everybody, not he's the one for you. So, yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks, Garrett, so much. Take good care. Oh, bless friends. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.